0: Episode 43. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. We're going to visit Montclair, New Jersey today and visit with Bob Cannon, an extraordinary guitar player, singer-songwriter. Bob has stories about Harlan Howard, We're going to talk a little bit about blazing saddles and a shitload of dimes. So strap up your seatbelts and let's
1: go for a ride.
0: Bob Cannon, how are you, my friend?
2: I'm doing well,
0: Kevin. I haven't seen you in a while, man.
2: Yeah, I I know. I've um, been busy with the day job and things like
0: that. Yeah, I I have not been out to play in quite a while myself. So, uh, you know... I got to, I'm starting at the end of the interview now because I saw it said that you spent an entire evening with Harlan Howard. Is that right? Yeah, I did, in fact. <laughs> Holy cow. So for any of you folks who don't know who Harlan Howard is, he is like the, the songwriter of all songwriters. And I know Harlan from uh, his famous quote uh, when he's instructing songwriters, you know, In the song, when you're writing the song, tell him that you told him. Then tell him again. Then tell him that you told him that you told him. (laughs) So his point being that uh, be very, very uh, explicit about, you know, what you're saying in your writing. So uh, Bob Cannon, I know Bob from uh, fabulous singer, songwriter, storyteller, musician, extraordinary guitar player, and... um, Bob and I met at the Hat City Kitchen in Orange, New Jersey, uh, playing gigs and open mics and so forth. So, Bob, welcome to Dharmic Evolution, my friend.
2: Well, thank you again.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you here. And um, listen, so you're working on, a, you know, let's, let's start with your current project. You're working on a record now, is that right?
2: <laughs> well, I'm writing stuff for a record. I think I'm either... One good Kickstarter campaign or one good lottery ticket away from getting it done.
0: Okay, Unbreakable <laughs> Heart is that the right? Is that the well, one?
2: That one's out. Uh, that one's finished and out and available still.
0: Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. So Unbreakable Heart for all you folks folks out there who want to <laughs> check out some uh, some music from Bob, and we're going to get into that in just a second. So um, tell me tell me what's going on now with the uh, you're with the Montclair Times, right?
2: Yep, that's the day job.
0: How are things going
2: there? Great. I mean, Montclair is a is always a happening community.
0: Wow, is but, it ever?
2: I mean, it's the I one when I first moved to town, I saw a car drive by that that said Montclair, where more people play guitar than golf.
0: Yeah, I believe so. it.
2: So I I knew it was a good town for me.
0: And for folks um, who are listening uh, around the country and and literally around the world, because we're now in 20 countries, uh, Montclair is a little bit like Hoboken, but without being by the sea. It's kind of got this community vibe and it's a it's pretty chic and a lot of uh, artistic culture there. And, um, you know, it's just a great place. It's a great artistic community.
1: Yeah, it sure
2: is. I mean, there's, um, um, you know, it's because it's it's got like five train stations. It's a it's a huge commuter town, full of. I swear, half the staff of the New York Times lives there. Um, It's. um,
0: I did not know they had five train stations. Yeah,
2: so it's always been a great place for commuters, and so there's a lot of Wall Street types, and there's uh, just a a ton of. uh, Artistic types, you know, and journal, ton of journalists. So um, a lot of people will read books. A lot of people will own more than one book.
0: Well, wow. you know, visions of blazing saddles just flashed through my head with the five <laughs> train stations. I don't, I don't know why. I think it's about that shitload of dimes. Go back and get them, right?
2: <laughs> right at the Freeway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So you know the other thing that I have in common with you, Bob, is you are you are a connoisseur of good comedy, and um, you know I hear it in your songs, your sense of humor, and. Uh, you know, just your approach to, to mixing it in with your music and uh I have to say I really appreciate about that about you. And tell me, like the whole music thing, how did you get like so hooked into it and and you're a phenomenal guitar player, man. I just I, I, I my hat is always off to your playing, it always blow me away and you're a favorite down at Hat City Kitchen. So, how did the guitar connect with you? Like real early in life?
2: Well, first of all, thank you. That's very gracious. They, um, they, um, well, uh, honestly, um, like like everyone else at a certain age, Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Um, right. You know, these guys are playing great tunes. They're wearing cool clothes. You know, they had hair like we had never seen before. And there's a room full of girls screaming at him. I said, now there's a good job yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so uh, and you know and you know and it's funny that was my starting point uh and you know and you pick up the trends along the way, so I got into um uh i got into all the british bands and uh in the birds and and in cream even i guess Clapton was probably my my first you know flashy guitar hero anyway right and, and so I think um, that kind of got me into it. And when I listened to uh, Beatles records, I'd say, "Now who's this Chuck Berry who wrote this song? Let's see who, what he's about." Right. You uh, know. Oh, and this guy Buddy Holly, he's good too. Uh, oh, oh, he's dead. Damn. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so it was sort of like that. And um, whenever I people ask me who my favorite guitar players are, it usually for me comes down to like Richard Thompson um, and. Um, And James Burton, who played with Ricky Nelson and Elvis. Right. And Albert Lee um, and George Harrison. I mean, all of those guys... um you know i bow before
0: them yeah Yeah, you i can hear all of that in your playing it's such an eclectic mix of uh it's sort of uh it's got a country edge a little rockabilly a little bit a little bit of everything but it's definitely got the the bob cannon seal of approval man hey uh let's do a little bit of uh oh cecilia this is by bob cannon check this out
1: Got a good grip on my heart I can feel you You got it pumping right off the chart Oh, Cecilia You know you take away my breath When I hear your voice I got no choice But to love you to death Baby, you snuck up on me And it happened in seconds flat Felt like cardiac arrest But it was sweeter than a fender strap When you talk it sounds like music When you walk it drives me wild Better call the doctor and tell him all about it Put it all in the file Oh, Cecilia You got a good grip on my heart I can feel you You got it bumping right off the chart Oh You know you take away my breath Cause when I hear your voice I got no choice but to love you to death No use trying, no sedative Ain't nothing gonna calm me down For all I care you can shut down Every pharmacy in town Cause I've got palpitations And i got you on the brain but if my condition is permanent, you'll never hear me complain Oh, Cecilia, you got a good grip on my heart I can feel you, you got it bumpin' right off the chart Oh, Cecilia, you know you take away my breath Cause when I hear your voice, I got no choice but to love you to death
0: great track great track Bob oh thank you hey give us some give us some backstory on that oh Cecilia like who's where'd you record it who's playing on it uh it's got a great groove it's oh. got almost got a like a, a little 50s thing going on there like uh like a, like a buddy Holly or something
2: yeah um it's um well yeah I, I mean I love I love the buddy Holly and tex mex stuff too um yeah but, uh, and obviously' on a track like that Everly Brothers
0: Oh they, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's the feel. Yeah, it's got that kind of feel to it.
2: Um, actually, that one. Who's playing on it? Well, the rhythm section are a couple of um, New York City aces: uh, Mike Veseglia on bass, and um, Frank Villardi on drums. And um, they, I met them when they years ago when they were playing with Suzanne Vega, um, and they have pretty much anybody, any singer songwriter out of New York City who has um, made an album in the last twenty five years has probably used one or both of those guys yeah um and the rest on that track actually the rest of it is all just me overdubbing to death good Uh, man (laughs) so um there's a a there are i think 113 guitar tracks on it right Uh, so um uh and that's a fun track i was um and um uh and there's a there's a group out of out of texas called the derailers um, that I really was thinking about sort of in the background for that one. They have that same kind of Beatles meet, um, Beatles meet Los Lobos kind of groove.
0: Yeah, that's another one, Los Lobos. I can, <laughs> I can hear that kind of groove in there too. That's pretty awesome. I, I like the track a lot. Thanks. So, so hey, um so what have you been doing these days as far as, uh, are you writing right now or like what's going on with your playing out at all? Uh,
2: um, writing, uh, mostly writing, uh, trying to put some um, – Trying to put a few gigs together to get out to get out in, in public again, and in the meanwhile, right. I try to stay sharp on an open mic here and there, right. which is always a great place to test out material. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how many times as far if if there's an album number two in the works, I think I'm on about my eighth different version of it because I keep writing new songs and saying that's better than that other one on
0: there. That's a good place to be.
2: So I just keep, <laughs> so you know, morphing, and, and like I said, if I can um if I can get a um maybe a Kickstarter campaign or something like that going that'd be um, that'd be terrific because um, uh, it's I think if I can get this one together it's a nice growth outgrowth from the first album
0: right right and for some of you folks out there some of you uh uh, up and coming, or people are thinking about open mics, and that's ah, not so fun, or it's not so good. It's probably the best thing for a songwriter. Uh, get out there, work your material. I mean, get some crowd reaction, and you know, you kind of know right away is it, is this. You know, sitting well with people, are they receptive to it or should I go mm-hmm, back yeah. and try a new storm, a uh, new song, right?
2: <laughs> well, right. I yeah. mean, you know, if something just absolutely tanks, you can say, well, okay. And maybe you try it a second time a week later. Yeah. Uh, and if, Because and, you never know. It might just be a bad night. Everybody's in a bad mood or something. That's you
0: know, true. That's true. Giants and
2: just lost or something like that.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you can't tell. I try it again. And you know, if two or three times it just isn't going over, you either have to rewrite it or drop it completely. I, I tend to favor rewriting.
0: Yeah, rewriting is so important. Um You know, I, I, you know, lately I've done something like the last two records I did were all open mic test ground before I even, (laughs) before I even decided to do any, before I even demoed them. I kept, um, you know, just taking them out and trying them and, but rewriting is so important. Um, Yeah, it's like, I mean, I think it's, it's really critical. I mean, it's maybe one out of a hundred that you have one that just comes out of the box and says, wow, that's, that's done. You know, it's just right. always can go back and change.
2: Well, I hey. teach um I teach some adult school songwriting classes.
0: Oh, do you? Okay.
2: And uh, in, in Chatham and in Montclair, and I I find myself saying it as you said, say it and then say it again and then say it again. Thank you, Harlan.
1: Right. Um, <laughs>
2: that um that I say. Why? And people are expecting these, you know, strawberry fields forever to pop out the first time they sit down with a pad of paper. Right. And I'd say, no, you don't. You don't get it. Um, it writing is rewriting. It's an old cliche of, of novelists too that uh, you do. You have to keep honing it and paring it down and figuring out which lines don't work. Even if it's your favorite line in the song, it just may not fit. Um, and you just keep re- redoing it. When I was recording uh, my my album, um, I was rewriting one of the verses of one song the night before the session.
0: Right, and right. At that
2: point, the song was already eight years old. Yeah. The yeah. earliest version of it. So you you have to make sure it's right.
0: And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, <clears throat> I remember um, I was sitting in the hotel in Nashville and we were going in to record the next day and... Uh, you know, the last minute, I'm changing changing a key to a song uh, because it's just like, you know, I'm really feeling this now, and let's try it, you know, and uh, so and 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 lyrics especially. I mean, you can always keep like you know crafting it into something better, you know, if you just put in the work, and it's all about the work. Hey, um, speaking of not the work, but let's um, let's do this one: "Weapons of Mass Seduction." Let's check this out.
1: Got power over men, she does what she chooses. She turns on her lights and blows all their fuses. Oh, there ain't no defense against her feminine charms. Killer style, killer smile. She's a tease, built to please, she ought to come with a set of instructions. I see her cross the room and I'm begging for an introduction. Those lips, those hips, I can't resist, her weapons of mass seduction. Mama wouldn't think that she's much of a catch. But I keep my powder dry, cause she's got the match. Oh, but I'll still put my heart.
0: Great track, Bob. Great track. Well, thank you. Weapons of mass seduction by Bob Cannon. Love that one.
2: <laughs> Sometimes the title just writes the song for you.
0: Yeah. So, is this a girlfriend? Is this somebody you know? Is this a uh, wife? A wife and a girlfriend? <laughs>
2: you know, playing. You know, in that one, if 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 I played in, you know, so many bar bands, and you you know, and from from many from thousands of nights it seems of watching sexual politics in the bar <laughs> uh, you just start figuring out that guys that I, I think guys, I think we all stopped we stopped growing when we were about f- emotionally at about age 15.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so by and l- it's by and large, we'll fall for any shiny object.
0: <laughs> right, right. Of course. And nothing and, has changed yet. <laughs> and, and
2: has, yeah. And if she has, you know, tight jeans on, we're just suckers for it. So. Right,
0: right. It's like, so, there's, there's suddenly like it's, there's flies around the honey, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're pretty pathetic creatures. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, so, so that's, you,
2: what I, that's what I wrote that one about.
0: That's cool. I like the track a lot. Hey, Hey, um, tell me you traveled a lot. You've been around the country. Um, give us give us some touch points on uh, how your journey has been. Where has been like you've been in Nashville. Um, you've been to a bunch of. Other, you were in Delaware. You're in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. So um, give us give us some uh, history of uh, you know you moving around the country.
2: Let me give you a, a, as quick an itinerary as, as I can. Uh, I was born in Charlottesville, Virginia, you know, which years later became known as home of the Dave Matthews Band. Right. Um, but it's a nice town anyway. Um, sure. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Um, and then uh, I moved, uh, and I grew up really in Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware. Um, and yes, I met George Thurgood there. We had some mutual friends. Awesome. Uh, uh, and And I was a music major at University of Delaware.
0: Oh, okay, in, great.
2: In theory, in music theory and composition, mind you. Okay. Uh, because I was trying to find the least useful liberal arts degree they offered, um, <laughs> and I and I found it, I think. Um, and uh, but after college, um, it was the it was part of the di- it was at the time of the disco scare, and there were no clubs that. Uh, that were showing live music anymore it was all DJs all of a sudden when the, the disco scare hit and um, but some friends of mine were had I had a band that was moving up to New Hampshire the Boston area right and I joined and I joined up there um, found a great music scene up there and um you know that you still have many many good friends up there
0: great uh, town isn't it Boston it's, it's, it's amazing
2: Boston and Portsmouth New Hampshire specifically where I was just a brilliant Brilliant, especially folk music community. Terrific. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and, you know, years, uh, years later, I came down to New York and became a journalist uh, and went to work for Entertainment Weekly magazine and was um, the first of many magazine jobs and such. Um, and in the course of my journalism work, I went down to Miami for a couple of years um, and then moved up, got a job on a magazine um, on Music Row in Nashville. Awesome which for you know a songwriter is heaven on earth.
0: Yeah, sure. What when was that? What year was that?
2: Uh that was the late 90s.
0: Okay, in sure.
2: Nashville and um it was a uh, uh it was a very cool time, you know, as um, Garth Brooks ruled the world at that point. Oh
0: right, right.
2: And so um so there were actually a lot, there was a lot of good songwriting going for, you know, whether you like Garth Brooks or not. He has a, he has always had a good ear for um, picking hit songs. Right. And just, you know, uh, great songs. Um, after a few years there, you know, magazines keep shutting down and you move. Right, <laughs> uh, right. And that's when I moved up to Montclair in about 2000.
0: Have and you been back to Nashville uh, recently?
2: I have not, but I'm going next
0: week. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> <What> I don't <laughs> think you'll recognize it it's um it's just crazy i mean i was there when i was 17 and i never went back uh up until i guess it's almost three years i've been going back and forth now so i've been down there about i guess about eight or nine times in the past three years Mm -hmm. uh working on music row but every time i go down it's like uh as a matter of fact my guest on this show this morning bev moser is a photographer there and she's on the dharmic evolution today her show is up today and um it, we we're talking on the show about it's like the New York City skyline down there. The the growth has been just through the roof. Right. It's just crazy, mm-hmm. um, you know. There's just everybody's moving to Nashville. It seems like so. Uh, yes, exactly. I'm sure you'll have a great time. You know.
2: And, well, and from what I'm told, my friends in Nashville are telling me that um, that the um, that there's not a lot of respect for these old homes on Music Row. And a lot of these landmarks, and they're just tearing them down right and left and putting up, you know, um, putting up high-rises. Um, high yeah. So, it's, um, it's everybody's, some of the um, some of the doomsayers down there are saying, you know, visit Nashville while you can before it's yeah. gone.
0: Yeah. Last time I was down, there was a lot of talk about that. And, uh, you know, people are trying to, like, preserve that history, but you've got the other side of it. The investors are hot and heavy about, you know, what can I... What can I? I want to get in early, you know.
2: Right. So they really do.
0: Yeah. So, so so you going down just to visit? You going to cut some records? You going to go? What's going to happen down there with you? (laughs) I
2: was living when I was living there. I, you know, I was working and you know, and and all that and hobnobbing with with the musicians. I never got to be a tourist. I'm going to go be a tourist for a few days. Good
0: man. Like
2: I've never been to. I've never seen a show at the Grand Ole Opry. I've interviewed people backstage there and such. But then I had to rush off for another deadline or something. I never got to go to the Opry. I'll be a tourist for a few days. What's there that?
0: you go. Why not? Hey, <laughs> I, you know what I like about that town? It in it, in it reminds me of Boston in this way that you can walk pretty much everywhere and anywhere. I mean, Nashville's a little more spread out, a little bit, mm-hmm. little bigger, I think. But they're similar in that way that. Uh, You can just park your car at the hotel and leave it there and just kind of walk everywhere. If you like walking, you know, um, not like in L.A. or New York, of course, where, you know,
2: (laughs) nobody walks in L.A.
0: No, no, it's impossible there. So. uh, So, hey, let's let's do another one here. I want to throw this one up. This is called Chlamydia. (laughs) I I had to play this. Got to play it.
1: I wish I knew just how to get rid of chlamydia. I looked you up in the encyclopedia, chlamydia. Any other genus of spherical intracellular bacteria? I hear you. I wish I knew just how to get rid of chlamydia think I caught you from a girl named Lydia Chlamydia And the burning in my crotch is just insidious You know it feels a little like I've got ticks, So hand me the antibiotics It might be the only way to get rid of Chlamydia Oh, I wanted women but I got too greedy Now I'm dealing with a badass TD I wish I knew just how to get rid of you. Chlamydia, Chlamydia, I'd eradicate every little video, Chlamydia,
0: Chlamydia. chlamydia. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, is she still talking to you or no? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: This one, this is a, this, this one's not on the album, by the way. It's um, online only. Okay. That um, um. Uh, you can download it on iTunes, so you can still buy it. Um, but it's um, sometimes it's just a songwriting exercise.
0: Right, right. And I
2: heard a kind of an apocryphal story once about a woman who named her baby Chlamydia because she thought she didn't know what it meant, and she just thought it was a pretty word. Oh, boy. <laughs> So, I mean, apocryphal story, but nevertheless, it is a pretty
0: word. But you,
2: it's, it, it, it you know, sound like could be, you know, um, it could could be a girl's name. So, this is also a songwriting challenge. How far can I rhyme this tune?
0: Right, you did good, man.
2: I was trying, I was trying to find a way, and so on, and that's why the song's so short because I think there's about eight rhymes, and that was about it.
0: Right, right. Yeah, you don't want
2: sometimes, and you try to like you know most of the time you try to write meaningful, beautiful songs and all that. Right. And sometimes you just like to horse around and have one like that. I recorded that in my apartment.
0: That sounds, sounds great, man, and and I love the uh, Elvis style background vocals <laughs> that you do at the I end. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis was famous for that. He always had that you know that very simple one note you know three part harmony thing.
2: The Jordanaires, they just um. Well, their Jordanaires were me times four.
0: So. Yeah, good track. Good track, man. It's, <laughs> it's had me laughing. Hey, uh, tell me what's happening in Montclair these days as far as, uh, you know, any. It, it's September now uh, while we're having this interview. So is there like festivals happening? Like what's going on? Anything like earth shattering that we should get out there and let people know about?
2: Well, you know, this. Um, well, coming up there having restaurant week, which is like 12 different. Uh, restaurants, probably more by now, um, that are having you know special menus and things for for diners, for real foodies who like to get around to every place. Um, and Montclair's always had a great dining scene, so they always yeah. do for, you know so and it's all you know how restaurants are. Suddenly they're gone, and you wonder what happened to them. Right, um, Montclair's no different, you know. But there's a lot of really good new restaurants up and down Church Street. There's uh, quite a few, and there's um, just down the hill in them. Um, on, um just down the hill on Bloomfield Avenue there's a place called Escape Montclair which is a great little locavore restaurant so they're good too right um so there's lots of that there's a lot of good music still going on the um you know um even though the outpost in the Burbs season is more or less rap is kind of wrapping up and for a couple of months uh, there's always some good music going on in, in Montclair there's um, there's no shortage of, of good rooms to hear
0: yeah a lot of places a lot of places and a lot of talent for sure hey Bob tell me about the way you put your music together any specific formula when you're writing uh, that you adopt or is it just basically the spirit hits me I grab a guitar I sit at a piano what's what's your method
1: um, I
2: you know usually it, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in doodling um you know you're sitting you got you got the ball game on and you're sitting on the sofa with your guitar and you're doodling or you're at the piano and just doodling and a little figure might come to mind come right you know uh, fall under your hands and say well that's an interesting progression i don't think i've ever used that before right and suddenly uh, a melody might be added to that uh you might start figuring and and once you have a melody, you start trying to think of some words that flow that way with it, um, and it kind of comes from that. Uh, it's um, and I'm and I tend to be very very structured. You know, I grew up on Beatles music, and I remember God God help us all. There were show tunes being played in the house, right? Um, and um, and so I I've always I've always been gravitated towards songs that have a you know a verse chorus you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, you know, and that kind of thing. So I've always been kind of structured that way. And, um, and once, and, uh, and you probably know this too, the hardest, once you get a verse and a chorus written, that's, that's great. You know whether or not it has potential by then. The hardest thing, of course, is to finish off the the lyric. That's what takes forever. Right. Um, you know, figuring out, um, you were mentioning Harlan Howard before, um, That same trip I met Harlan, I met a great old songwriter named Whitey Schaefer, the late, great Whitey Schaefer down there. Right. And he gave me some great advice. He said, when you sit down, when you start into a lyric, always know where your protagonist is going to end up. Right. So almost writing the story backwards. Yeah. Like a crime novelist does. Um, You write it backwards. Like, well, if this... You know, you can start a song with a guy, you know, with his with his crying and his beer, uh, but where's he going to finish up? Is he going to finish up crying into a, his tenth beer?
0: <laughs> right, right.
2: <laughs> or is he going to be? Is he going to walk out the door triumphantly and saying, "That's my last beer ever"? Uh, you know, you don't right. know where he's going to wind up. Yeah,
0: tell him. Then tell him that you told him. Right. And then <laughs> tell him, that you told him. <laughs> that's Harlan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's so true, and you know, it's very easy to get caught up. You're so right, man, because you get caught up in the story, but you're not telling it right. You're not paying attention to that detail of, wait, you got to make sure somebody else knows what's going on here.
2: Right, exactly. And And I think
0: you're right. That's the hardest part right there. It's
2: very hard to do, especially if you're a young songwriter, because you feel like this might be the last song I ever write. Right. You're trying to fit every chord you ever learned into it, and you're going through your rhyming dictionary and trying to find as many odd words that nobody else is using and and you you have to be patient and say you know actually I've got a few thousand more songs to write I can save those let me write this story right now and that's all and that's hard to do especially when you're young you're impatient you want to change the world with every song right which is a noble effort Um, but it doesn't really work. So it's very hard to um, step outside of the song and say, wait a minute, I don't understand what's happening here.
0: Yeah, right.
2: That's what most of your listeners are doing.
0: (laughs) Right. Patience is everything, and it's a hard thing to learn. And
2: it's hard to be be your own critic and to be objective, um, and that's why you keep doing it so that you can recognize when you're getting off track.
0: Right. Here we go. Um, Since you've gone with Bob Cannon. Check this
1: out. Your eyes met my eyes That's the way it all began But since you've gone I ain't been a happy man Your friends were well, my friends. That's the way it used to be. But since you've gone, they all ask what's wrong. Some people would just pretend they're fine and flash a smile. It's easy for them to do. A bottle of free advice is all that they can give. They never know. I lose that's the way it always goes, and since you've gone I'll get by, I suppose some people would just pretend they're fine and flash a smile. It's easy for them to do a bottle of free advice is all that they can give they never knew what i knew
0: like hey dude nice modulation there at the end that's like 1957 drifters man that is excellent
1: yeah
2: i was trying I, to go for something like that love that
0: that's really really cool
2: that's the only other place I've used those Jordan Airs again,
0: too. So. Yeah, it was, it was great, uh, and I love the modulation at the end. Hey, um, tell me, as we're starting to wind down here, I want to know, what do you like to listen to, Bob? And I ask a lot of people this question simply because it's my hobby. Like, when I pull up to somebody at a traffic light, uh, and I hear that car rocking. My windows go down immediately and my radio goes down immediately because I'm just curious, man. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of like my little hobby. What do you like to listen to when you're not writing, when you're chilling out, when you're just enjoying yourself?
2: You know, I, I guess I, I, this makes me sound very limited, but I still like songwriters. Um, uh, I've always been I mean, some of my favorite people uh, are people like Rodney Crowell. um uh, I mentioned Richard Thompson, um, Nick Lowe.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Nick Lowe has, has kind of gone, uh, had a 30, 40-year evolution from, from um, you know, a pounding rocker to a magnificent crooner. Yeah. But That last song, uh, Since You've Gone, is sort of uh, kind of hoping I could sound like him. Um, uh, I, I like a lot of people like that. Um, and um, you know, I like Neil Finn, who used to be in, who used to be in, um, in, in Split Ends and in Crowded House.
0: Oh, right, yeah, yeah, I he's like great.
2: To, I tend to like really uh, melodic writers, um, and and that's a lot of it too. I mean, I uh, I love old time country is terrific stuff. Nobody is there if there's anybody who sings country music better than George Jones did, I have yet to hear. Wow, him. yeah, he was um, unbelievable. And, I mean, I got to meet George Jones once, you know, and oh, I,
0: did you? Uh, I was interviewing
2: him, and you know, I was trying to be professional, but inside I'm going, "Oh my God, that's George Jones." Yeah, there.
0: yeah, that's and the guy. I, you, know, I'm,
2: <laughs> I, you know, and I, you know, and I'm, so, I'm so nervous. I'm like, "Hamahama."
0: What a catalog, um, huh? That's uh, unbelievable.
2: So I, <laughs> and he wasn't a writer per se, but, uh, uh, I mean, and, just
0: you know, his legacy of work was just you know, wow, like staggering. Right? Yeah.
2: And, um, and, of course, you know, uh, I always loved The Beatles. I loved Ray Davies from The Kinks.
0: Yeah, um, another great writer.
2: Another great writer. And so, um, you know, I, I tend to go toward people like that. I liked Mary Chapin Carpenter, the way she's yeah. the way she's always written. Uh, there's a lot of good guys. Uh, there's Jason Isbell from the Drive-By Truckers. Okay. So, another great writer. Um, and I in the new Wilco album that they just sprung on people, I um, is, is surprise a lot of the tunes are surprisingly focused and structured for them? Yeah, um, and that's very interesting. So it, you never know where a good song is going to come from.
0: Right. So you're um, a you're you're a fan of great songwriting, basically.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's you know, and sometimes, um, and there there are people like I, I keep coming back to Richard Thompson, who just do everything well. You know, um, he sings well. He's one of the world's best guitarists. Uh, yeah. And he's a terrific songwriter, uh, and he just makes you just hate the guy, kind of. <laughs> How <laughs> uh, can
0: you be that good, I, dude? I've
2: gotten to interview him too, and, and darn it, he's a really, really nice man too. Yeah. Uh, so I can't find a flaw. That's which is really frustrating. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's but, a-
2: yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, a good, a good a good writer can get me get me to listen any old time.
0: I'm, yeah. It makes such a difference. Hey, Bob, where can f- people find out about your music? Where can we buy your music? People want to buy Bob Cannon's music. Where do we go?
2: Okay. Well, my favorite place to go is is to go to CD Baby. Okay. because they um they are really supportive of people like me and you, you know, people right. who are putting out their own records, you know, and um and they and they also give the artists a really good a good deal it's a, it's a, a very good structure for for artists trying to trying to make a buck off of this off of this business right right um, so cdbaby.com is very very good um, my own website links to that my own website is bobcannonmusic.com excellent i couldn't get bobcannon.com it was some Political candidate once.
0: Okay, interested. so it's what is it? Bob Cannon Web. It's bobcannonmusic.com. dot oh, Music Okay, great.
2: Um, that's that's my website, which frankly needs updating at the moment. And um,
0: don't uh, they always?
2: And of course, <laughs> uh, and of course, my things are on iTunes, and I've got a few. And if you if you go to uh, Reverb Nation, uh, I got a few, I have a few things up there. Um, um it's the,
0: a great site. A lot of good good people on that site. Reverb
2: Nation is different. Yeah. And I hope I, uh, well, I hope I say this right, but on on Reverb Nation, you can get chlamydia. All
0: right. Uh, So. (laughs) Well, I'll be cautious. It's Bob, this true. was this was awesome, man! Thank you so much for being part of Dharmic Evolution and sharing your music and your stories today. I had a great time, brother. So um, everybody out there, check out all Bob's sites: his website, CD Baby, iTunes, Reverb Nation. Learn all about Bob Cannon and the wonderful world of songwriting that this man is uh, is uh, spreading throughout uh, our communities. So, Bob, thanks a lot for being here, and uh, I'll be seeing you on stage very soon, I'm sure.
2: Thanks, Kevin. I'll be seeing you soon, too.
0: All right, brother. Take care now.
2: All right. Thanks, then.
0: Bob Cannon. If you get a chance to see him live, he's a very entertaining man. Please check him out. You can see him down at Hat City Kitchen very often. So he was pretty fast on that shitload of dimes, wasn't he? He got right on that Governor Peterman Parkway. Knew all about it. If you get a chance, swing over to Dharmic Evolution website, DharmicEvolution.com. Check out how we're stacking the cool day by day, week by week with all of the really cool content that's over there. There's photos, there's videos, there's scripts about the artist. There's all kinds of images that you can check out. And stay tuned for Cloda. From the land down under Cloda is going to come on Wednesday this week And share her beautiful music with us So don't forget The download is free But the content is priceless Thanks for being here on the Dharmic Evolution today I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor Singer, songwriter, audio video artist And master storyteller So until the next time I'll either see you on the socials Or I'll see you from the stage